Pokemon 3, colon, the movie, colon, Entei, N-Dash, Spell of the Unknown, released April 6th, 2001. The latest Digimon, no, Pokemon. What animals are these? <laughs> I couldn't know. I'm Dylan Vento. I'm Nick Nundall, I think, after that intro, I'm not sure. I could be Joe Wetmore, it's hard to say. And this is Attract Mode. Um, all right, so Nick Joe Whitmore <laughs> Nundal. Yeah. Uh another another Pokemon movie, not Digimon. That's right. That's, uh that's a refreshing <laughs> a refreshing change of pace from those, I think. Like in the Mon movies, I do prefer the Pokemon the movies. Yes. I prefer the Pokemon movies in general. Um and this one I, I this one had a nice like adventure setup, I think. Yep. Um I don't think it necessarily did all it could with that setup <laughs> as far as making the characters feel important in it. But, but, uh, it, it, it had a good setup and it knew what, you know, like as a viewer, you knew what needed to be resolved to end this the whole way through. So, uh, I felt like I was not in like a grueling taxing ride. I was more in yeah. like, all right, this is a fun thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is why I like about this movie. Um, I like that there's like a clear, like conflict, mm-hmm. like, the second one, Pokemon 2000, like suffers from like a very vague conflict. Like there is a villain, but the villain doesn't do much. Yeah. Um, I like that this movie has like a numerous Pokemon battles, which I feel like is part of the reason why he would watch a Pokemon movie. Like they're a clear, like we are having a battle now and it's like, and it, and it doesn't always just involve Ash. Like all of the characters yeah, get that some was spotlight, a good thing. which is nice. And um, I think that we were talking on discord beforehand about like where you rank this amongst the pokemon movies you've seen so far mm-hmm. and i agree it's probably not as powerful as the first movie in terms of like emotional impact but i right. think it gets pretty close to me it, it didn't land for me and uh I, it's hard to say why but because um, you're a son of a bitch <laughs> yeah i think i i was so surprised by the first movie that now i'm like hopeful for it every time we watch a pokemon movie like the first one caught me off guard and made me actually feel for these characters and and this one it felt like it was like oh that's about what i expect now so i, I don't know if it it's it maybe it is better or close to it but it isn't uh it isn't landing for me because you, that was your first time seeing the first one right yeah exactly i mean it's first time seeing any of these pokemon movies sure um but yeah so that it it, it did manage to really surprise me in a way that now i don't think they can or maybe the twist is that now that I don't think they can, the next one will get me. <laughs> it's hard to I am, say. I am curious because we are now we are now outside. Like past this movie, it's all new material for me. Oh wow! Like and yeah. I never saw Pokemon Forever, 
and anything that came out like after Pokemon four number four ever like I, they I, gave up on I really on like the numbering. that phrase I never saw Pokemon forever <laughs> it sounds like a five year old talking about <laughs> forever like, I never saw Pokemon you just watched Pokemon yesterday no I haven't seen it forever <laughs> <laughs> my poor Pokemon <laughs> give me a pop tart yeah um yeah so I'm very curious like how how the next couple like I've seen bits and pieces of other ones mm. but. We'll find out together. It's a journey. It's, it's all it's blind a Pokemon to me. journey. I don't even know what's in them. It's uh, a Johto journey because this oh, this yeah. movie takes place in Johto. Oh, <laughs> With, I, I know it's jumping ahead a little bit, but since you mentioned Johto, they also have a new song for their Johto journey. Yes, uh, it is, which is. <laughs> It's the it's the show theme song of that season. Oh God, it's and they painful. Just <laughs> I, I think it's all right. I like it. I hated it. All right, why don't we jump Pokemon us in? Pokemon Johto. Do 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 do. Pokemon Johto. <laughs> okay. Do, 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 do. Oh no, he's going more <laughs> dumb. Uh, what? Where do we start? We actually start before the intro music with a like uh, a, a a looming hill. Uh, at night with a mansion on top over a town windmill for some reason yeah um and we zoom in and we find that there is uh an unnamed at this moment character talking to his daughter and showing her a picture book of legendary pokemon do you want to you want to pick up and and sort of like run us through uh sure things here what's so what's really interesting is that the dad's talking to the daughter um and like the lonely like even with these two people here this house seems enormous like the like the little girl's bedroom itself is like maybe what 80 feet across <laughs> yeah. it's just this enormous room that Huge. just seems like so solitary um but yeah he's like he has a what looks to be like a really old like tome like like illustrated manuscript basically of all of these legendary pokemon like specifically like johto region ones and he's mm. like um <laughs> he goes lots of people believe in them even though they've never seen them and i'm like so they're god like what it well like i mean we're, we're, we know that legendary pokemon do end up being god at some point right yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's that's true you can catch god in a pokeball yeah why the, have you ever thought about that yeah. christianity yeah. god um but they uh he he just kind of like goes over some he really only goes over two like despite the fact that like the legendary pokemon like the pokemon that are covered in this movie are really like it's the it's the uh canto equivalent it's the johto equivalent to like moltres mm-hmm. right like it's not like the end because like lugia is like the mewtwo equivalent in in johto but so we already had a movie about lugia it's not the like core unique pokemon it is instead yeah. just yeah. one of these like uh, lesser legendaries is there a name for them yeah the legendary dogs is what and Taste Kun and Raikou are called. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So they're, they're the trio. They are the Moltres, Zapdos, and Articuno to uh, the other two, like, bigger ones. Um, but he's like, this is Entei. It's like, it's a big fire dog. Isn't he cool? And he's like, and these are the unknown, which I don't think are actually legendaries. They're just, like, very kind of rare well, They're unique. pretty legendary in this, <laughs> in yeah. this movie. Whoa. Whoa. Their power is unstoppable. It's ancient. Mm-hmm. And un- it's a, unknown, it's a, even. No, it's an ancient power. It's a, it's a video game. That's one of the moves that they use. Oh, I see. It's ancient I power. See. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's, yeah. it's real Pokemon fans who know so that. So these, these Pokemon he's talking about, the unknown, they're like alphabet Pokemon. Yeah, they are literally, they, uh, they have, there is 28 of them, one for each letter of the alphabet, plus an exclamation mark unknown <laughs> and a question mark unknown. Wow. And when you combine them all. It's also weird that, like, why, why is it using the English alphabet when this is, like, a Japanese, right? like, or originated, you know, media franchise? So, but it's not, I mean, they don't look like actual English letters, right? Like, they're kind of weird bubble. They look pretty close. Are they if you yeah, take a, like maybe the, it's because I didn't see one, like, standing still at any point. Yeah, like, if you look at them, like, you can tell, it's like, oh, that's obviously an A, and that's obviously, like, a Q. Or some of them, like, I think, like, the Q and the M, like, are really kind of, like, stretching the limit in terms of yeah. like uh what letters they're supposed to represent here let me pull up a here here's just one that has all of them i guess i just yeah that makes it a lot more in context when you when you show me that i guess what i see is like but the like, big look bubbly at this, g. Like, this doesn't look like a fucking g no <laughs> no that's tough uh, you, you got these big bubbly eyes with sticks on it, and I, I assume we were dealing with the Pokemon language, like the language of their region, <laughs> just because you I haven't seen them in yeah. uh, in context like this. So I, it didn't bother me during watching it, um, except that they needed to tell me that it was letters because I otherwise wouldn't know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because like the kid picks it up like immediately mm-hmm. in a subsequent scene. But yeah, so like he's telling him about these, or he's telling molly who is the daughter about these these ancient pokemon called the unknown that he's apparently researching it's like part of his job um and they kind of like he 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 goes he goes oh i've been looking for them since well i've been looking for them for Mm -hmm. a long time like kind of implying Mm -hmm. you know something might have happened because of because of his search um and molly's like dad you look like entei and it's like that's not true, kid. Like, <laughs> there's get your eyesight nothing checked. like this at all. Yeah, like this is like a big mangy lion dog thing, and your father has a weird hairstyle, but isn't isn't like this. I'm a little insulted. He, <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Um, but he like gives her piggyback around the ro- and around the room, and they're like yeah. having fun. He says, "If I look like Ente, I'll be Ente." Or yeah, I am yeah. Ente. Yeah. Um, she does say that he he like looks tough but he's nice or something like that which is right why, yeah, yeah that was like the description kind of comes up with a reason for it. for it um and then he gets a call on his laptop on his fucking like um <laughs> uh, like imac book what's well, 2001 you know. man that's what you got yeah. yeah it's got that bubbly plastic laptop yeah. and he opens it up and it's like the worst winamp skin <laughs> for his computer <laughs> it's like these shitty bubbly numbers it's so funny like how much of the pokemon universe just like everything revolves around pokemon right it's like nothing there's no aspect of life like you would be a truck driver and your life still somehow would like involve pokemon in you some need, way like a man- champ to unload and load the truck at the end of the right. day or something exactly yeah. exactly and like he he opens he opens up his laptop he's like oh i got an email and the email like animation is just a pidgey flapping up to a window with a letter in its mouth and it's like Man, what if you just hate Pokemon and, and <laughs> you live be in a this weird universe? Thing, though, being like, I hate animals, so I can't use Twitter. Like, <laughs> you know, and that's not the be- yeah. that's not the best reason to not use Twitter. There's a lot better reasons to stay off Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's called something else. In it's called like Spiro or something. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst, the worst bird Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he gets a he gets an email 
from uh his his which is it's like a video embed it's like a quick time video that he opens up yeah. and it's like his his lab assistant saying like professor we found something like you need to come here right away and so we get the uh inklings of the estranged father who is always so busy conducting his research that he's never around for uh his daughter and so he's like all right gotta go bye-bye and he like leaves like leaves right then and there it's like doesn't like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like no time in the morning no context about how far this thing is either really like yeah is he going o- overseas or is he going down the road sure yeah right um but so he leaves and he goes to these ruins which i believe in the game are called like the ruins of alf not not the alien but <laughs> alf like alphabet oh um, that's i didn't even like didn't even catch yeah. with that at all yeah yeah all right. i literally that unlocked in my brain i as i was watching the movie nice. i was like oh it's like the ruins of alf and i was like oh because oh. they're letters oh my god i was such an idiot as a child <laughs> So they're in this like room and this is kind of actually pretty uh, um, true to the game. Okay. Is that um, in these ruins in like gold, silver and crystal, you go to these ruins and they're just ruins. They're just like this ruined area in the Johto region that you can stumble upon and there's nothing there. There's literally nothing Mm -hmm. there until you solve this puzzle where like you go inside these old ruins and you like look at the walls and there are literally like you know words spelled out in unknown gotcha um and there's like some like very basic puzzle you have to do or it's i forget what it involves like like maybe like pushing blocks or like finding a secret room because you have to like walk a certain like invisible path on the floor or something um but after you do that then unknown starts spawning in that area and you start catching them so something similar happens here where like the professor yeah. <laughs> and the assistant like go into this room and he fucking like he's taking pictures of like the hieroglyphs on the wall and first off he's like what could they mean and it's like dude they're clearly like the english alphabet like i mean you say that but i didn't get it <laughs> so, <laughs> i was thinking they were hieroglyphs i wasn't thinking they were english well, some so. of them are right it, it like goes between like one like single unknown letter and then like a group of like just gibberish hieroglyphics mm-hmm. and then back and forth yeah but like taking a picture with this fucking laptop like this fucking boomer like lifting up his laptop this webcam is the best and- device i have for this job in 2001 <laughs> right exactly even though his assistant is taking it with like a digital camera mm. yeah. <laughs> um but he finds this like ancient chest in the room and he opens it up and it's just like a bunch of like stone tiles uh carved with unknown letters in them and he's like oh what could these mean and he's like looking at them and picking them up and messing with them and then they start glowing he's like oh and then oh <laughs> and then this portal opens up and just sucks him in and he is yeah. just, he is just fucking in this like pocket dimension with unknown like swirling purple and black vortex with yeah. Yeah, these 3d animated letters swirling all around yeah. him and they're all going like he's like ah <laughs> <laughs> like being driven insane and yeah. then- <laughs> that's what should happen right you would go nuts and then we know that like the next events of the story take place over a considerable amount of time and long enough to like travel through from one region to another um long, long enough for the events to make it on national news in- or international news i guess sure and then people to fly from kanto to johto so who knows how long that is but like 
days at least, right? Of like just having that noise and that void all around right. you. Uh, you definitely go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so that's what happens. Like this all happens while the assistant has his back turned. So he's like, huh? Wait, professor. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't hear him scream and get sucked into a magical vortex. Yeah. And so he goes back to the, uh, the mansion um, where Molly Which- lives. What a fucked up scene this is. I guess Pokemon has nailed us with that a couple times now with yeah. like the the daughter in the first movie and now this one. Um but they they just like they got the box of his stuff, his laptop on a table, and there's these two men there. The assistant has like a crazy mullet, by the way. I don't know why they went with that design and it never gets like it's never important. It's just there. <laughs> it's just he's got a crazy mullet. Um but uh He's, he's there looking sad and she comes out and she's like, dad, I saw the car and she runs up to like see her dad and they just look at her sad. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's the assistant and apparently a butler that they have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's like, oh, we'll have to tell the young missus. He's like dabbing his eyes and they both like stand up and solemnly look at her and she's just like, huh? And then they just leave this kid by herself. <laughs> yes like, of course <laughs> the next scene is just her back in that room with all of her dad's stuff and his laptop she just cracks open the laptop just immediately and like can mm-hmm. log in like how it like how does she know to do all that like did the dad well, give how her else the is password? she gonna play minesweeper it's true <laughs> yeah some ski free yeah yeah um but she's like looking at his her dad's research and it's like, oh, dad was, these must be the unknown. And seeing the pictures he took on his shitty webcam, that's probably like mm-hmm. half a megapixel. And it's like blurry as hell. Um, and then like the chest is there. Like they brought the chest of tiles from the ruins back to the estate. And she like picks them up. Um, and she's like, oh, they're like letters. Like immediately figuring it yeah. out. She gets it like, so just, much faster just than I Just a genius did. level intellect on this child. Um, and she like dumps them all on the floor. Or no, she actually knocks the, the thing over and they all spill on the floor. And she starts like playing Scrabble with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they basically are just really big oversized Scrabble tiles. Yeah. Um, and she says, I can spell out words like mama and papa. Um, which is apparently the magic you need to say mama and papa in these unknown letters. Well, I think it's that she cries because she spells that out. That's true. Yeah. And then right. she puts me or she puts an E next to the M. Like she's literally doing Scrabble. It's like it's mama and then papa comes off of mama and then me comes off of mama and then mm. she starts crying and the the tears if we've learned anything about right. the Pokemon world is that that's the, right is that tears have power heromancy is a serious <laughs> right. uh, educational school right. that needs to be yeah. investigated more in these worlds due to its oh, uh, it's, it's okay. too powerful so the the ancient right. pokemon druids sealed it away um and her crying lights up the runes again and uh another magical portal shows up we have to we have to be shown the magical portal opening up back in the ruins with the with the unknown flying out and then them flying or then flying yeah. to the estate and also at some point not just flying to the estate they fly up to the moon and open a new portal yeah in the or like with the moon in shot so like at the center of the moon but you know some distance away they go to the moon yeah and then they portal out from that into the house yeah <laughs> where the mansion is yeah, yeah. and then they all like you know, spin around her again speaking their gibberish like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which implies that there is some considerable distance between 
this mansion and the yeah like enough that they were like we're not just gonna fly there we're gonna fly there through a moon portal well the thing that always (laughs) kills me about the pokemon show and especially the movies is that they always they always just create new regions that aren't in the games so like so so Mm. this so this movie mostly takes place in a place in a town called greenfield which is not anything Mm. in in the games like the 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 ruins the alf ruins like that's a thing that's a place yeah but like this is nothing like they just created from whole cloth this region and they do that a lot like i mean like i wonder why i don't know i think it's just because they don't want to be constrained and it's also probably hard to tell a it, it i think there's some cognitive dissonance when like you're constantly telling stories within places that are represented in the game of having only like three houses like yeah but i feel like i could expand that in my like it what represents as three houses if they showed it in the story as being like a full town yeah. you know and they I'd do, just do be like well that's fine that's all i needed to see when i was in the game but i didn't know that there was more um i i would be so much more rooted if i were a fan of the games and the shows and movies like sure I'd be so much more rooted if they were going through things I've seen and being like, oh, that's what it looks like when you get to fully render it, you know? Yeah. Um, that's that's what I always felt like was like a big missed opportunity with yeah, this stuff. That's that's a disappointment. But they they swirl around her. Um they I, oh man, I actually do need your help at this point. Okay. I know that we we get her sort of wishing for her father, um, because she has said she has lost him, and these things activate that wish in the form of bringing Entei. Yes. Uh, so they, they do like a little flashback to the story that he's telling her and her um, uh, calling him Entei. And so instead of getting her father, she gets an Entei summoned by these things. Um, and he manifests all big and like, you know, like uh, bathed in light and uh, tells her that he'll, you know, do what she wishes or whatever. Yeah. But what, uh, am I missing anything here? Did I, I feel like I might have missed a beat. No, I think I think that's what it is. Yeah. Okay, all it right. Creates MT and yeah, and then it starts forming like the crystal yeah. around her. Um, it like changes the entire mansion into like this crystalline structure, and also like all, all of the the butler and the maids like try to run <laughs> into the room and be like, "What's going on?" And they get pushed out by like the crystal shards that are forming, and they have to run off of the premises. Because it's like encroaching on everything. Yeah, it like takes over the grounds outside and keeps spreading. Well, and then we're launched uh, at breakneck speed to uh, a different scene with Ash and uh, Misty and Brock hanging out, um, walking through a new region. The narrator's back. Yeah, the narrator's back as always. And they come up on a stranger. Um, who says, are you a Pokemon trainer? <laughs> in spite of... In Big spite exclamation of, <laughs> point appears above <laughs> her head. Ash is literally walking with Pikachu at his side, but uh, she asks anyways, and they say, yeah. And then they say, good, I've always wanted to fight a Pokemon trainer. Let's go. And, but that uh, before Brock fails to hit on this woman. Oh, yeah. He's he, like, he just yeah. runs up like to be like, right in front of her face to be like i'm brock i'm from i'm from pewter city i love you yeah yeah i want to be your boyfriend is what he says which is so direct and uncomfortable hey um, man guys got the guy's got a style the guy's got yeah. one mode <laughs> and she just says thanks but no thanks <laughs> which, let him down easy is what i say yeah, like you know yeah, direct yeah just tough like, bam, tough to but the kind. um but this is lisa 
Uh, we kind of get the unceremonious introduction to her as it's immediately thrown into that song, which I hated and I guess you liked. Uh, Pokemon Johto. Pokemon Johto. What strikes me as so weird about it is the energy of that song is like fine for panning shots of introducing to a new place. But the energy of this scene is I am battling a series of Pokemon. It's like a multiple Pokemon back-to-back battle uh, with this one trainer between Ash and Lisa. And I want energetic music. I want fast cuts. I want like powers going off. And it just kind of feels like the camera is like on a dolly that's moving. I mean, granted, it's animation. I know it's not literally. But what I'm saying is like feels like it's just like slowly dollying left or right. And like the Pokemon are like sometimes not even facing each other. They're like running away to set up on positions of higher ground or whatever. Um, but they look like they're kind of, I guess they want it to look like play because they don't want like vicious yeah. battles. And it, it seems true to form. Like it's like, hey, if I imagine like what a Pokemon battle would play out like in this childish world, like yeah. it would be this Totodile like running up this slide onto the top of the, the play place and shooting except that they have like i don't know about the specific pokemon in this battle but like there are pokemon who like melt steel beams by their very <laughs> presence and and like they're they're these big enormous powerful you know like if not physically muscular powerful magically powerful creatures i get it i get what they're going for i guess is that it's like this is we're going to make this look fun like pokemon battling is a real good time for everyone including yeah. the pokemon but it just felt, it feels so off to me. I want Pokemon action. love being knocked unconscious. Pokemon they love, love getting concussions. They love it. And Pokemon live to fight. Yeah. They live for bruises and abrasions. Uh, if you can give a Pokemon a concussion, it will love you forever. <laughs> because because you will have a damage. It's through yes. the cortex and it won't it'll get its emotions crisscrossed. <laughs> exactly. So love will become hate and hate will become love. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's the biggest, it's, the biggest uh cognitive dissonance in the whole mm-hmm. con- concept right but i mean like mm-hmm. i don't know i i it is it is nostalgic so i just i just run with it i just work with it yeah pokemon Joto. it's just hearing it as a 35 year old adult i'm just like ah this is awful um but that scene lasts you know long enough to show some different pokemon do you care to talk more about the specific pokemon no i mean it's just it it like they do this. I'm sure they've done this every season whenever they go to a new region. Mm-hmm. Ash takes all of his old Pokemon or most of his old Pokemon and swaps them out for Pokemon of the new region. So yeah. it's like it, Squirtle's not here. Um, his uh, Snorlax isn't here or whatever. So it's he has like a Chikorita and he has a Totodile. Bulbasaur's still here. Pikachu's still here, obviously. And then the other trainer has a bunch of uh, other you know, Gen 2 Pokemon. How do you say the ape one? Apiom? Apom. Apom. Okay. A-I-P-O-M. Okay. I really She's hate got... the new evolution they introduced in later oh, really? generations because it looks like he has two giant like bulging udders as those <laughs> tails. Like he has two tails and they're just like, here, let me see if I can get you a, like a milk squirt attack. Yeah. it Like it doesn't. <laughs> it's upsetting. In a lot of ways. She's, she, I know she's got one of those. I don't know. I don't remember what else she's got off the top of my head. Uh, he, she has a Quagsire, which is the mm. the one that looks like it's a water type, and Pikachu tries to electrocute it, and it doesn't affect because it's technically gotcha. a water and ground type. 
So electric gotcha. attacks have no effect, and then they headbutt each other, seemingly giving one another concussions. And then they love each other. And then they wow. love each other and the trainers. How beautiful. Yeah, that's true love. Where the fuck is this? Bulbapedia, your 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 website's too complicated. Okay, here it is. Um Ambipom is the evolutionary form of Apom that they introduced way later. Oh, yeah. Those look swollen and uncomfortable, too. Yeah. They and, don't look like they're healthy others. They That thing needs to be milked. You know, they, they have <laughs> they have physical needs, Dylan. Yeah. They have to be milked. <laughs> yeah. The, the Ambipom has to be milked. Um, <laughs> also, they gave a mullet, which I hate. Or uh, not a mullet, and like a bowl cut. They gave him yeah. bangs, like really yeah. bad bangs. Pokemon design anyways, is gross sometimes. Anyways, that's upsetting. I need to close that tab so I don't look at that. <laughs> for the rest of the episode um yeah so they have this battle and then they like also um unlike in previous movies where they like have this introductory battle they're like let's fight and then they fight and then like oh okay we fought and then they go both go their separate ways Mm -hmm. they show like the the post battle where they're like all having lunch together yeah they like they don't hate each other it's like hey we had a battle but everything's okay it made me think lisa was going to be a much bigger part of this movie because like because they sit and have this lunch i thought she was just going to be at ash's side the rest of the movie like she's going to introduce yeah. things to the scenes and you know to, to the problems that are going on or whatever uh instead uh, they have this lunch and then they go take a walk they, they talk about you said the name already once on this podcast greenfield green greenfield yes greenfield okay you could you can remember it because it's a totally distinguishable and <laughs> clever yeah. name um only uh, you can also remember it by the fact that uh, it is not green at all currently <laughs> um, yes. because they they talk about how like they always wanted to go to this place. Misty's also wanted to always go there. So they're going to go over to Greenfield and they, they finish their lunch. They take the walk and they come around the corner and instead see um, I'm going to I'm going to jump to because right around this time also Team Rocket is arriving and they describe it as a crystal wasteland which is pretty rad um i like that descriptor but the um the entirety of the mansion has like that crystal growth on the mansion has spread out and taken over like much of the surrounding countryside and it seems to be spreading even further um it is like there's now like crystal flowers and like spiky maybe like tree-like structures uh made out of crystal and uh and it does look like something has just like enveloped and taken over this land it, it, it's it's neat uh i like it a lot uh as a like as a hook for a plot like right off the bat like hey something's going wrong here we need to figure out what yeah. it is i almost wish we didn't have the advanced knowledge of what's going on and it was more like the heroes had to come and discover this and sure. then start learning as they go um but that's okay uh <laughs> it, they uh so greenfield is is taken over and this news also is being played uh, throughout the world, um, which leads us to Ash's mom. Um, I, pre- I think pretty much right away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ash's mom is at home uh, hanging out and she's with wa- her lover, Mr. Mom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she's watching the news, uh, sees what's happening in Greenfield and says a very telling moment of like, oh, no, it hasn't Spencer been through enough. Um, and then looks at a photo because she needs to remind herself <laughs> of her own memories, <laughs> herself and the audience. Yes. Uh, looks at a photo of her 
the professor we uh, know to have been uh, sucked into a wormhole by the alphabet monsters. Which uh, is Spencer. Yeah. Um, I think the daughter is in on that photo as well. And Ash. Yep. Very young Ash. Um, and Professor Oak. Uh, and maybe the assistant. I don't know. I can't remember who else. It's if anyone else no, is I don't there. think it's so. A group but photo. They, also, they also show a second photo where it's Ash's mom as like a young adult. Yeah. Late teen. Professor Oak and the other professor spencer yeah never considered professor oak having like a lifelong relationship with ash's mom like knowing her that long <laughs> oh you uh, know yeah <laughs> but i guess he's been there forever uh as she's yeah. been growing up um but, you know these pallet town lifers they, right? they, they never they, leave those three houses they grow up there <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> this is this is my whole world yeah <laughs> where's the grocery store i don't know i go from my house i don't have a pokemon how am i supposed to get down that road of grass (laughs) i can't leave and go to the next town (laughs) i like to imagine that the like it's like 10 foot tall yeah tall grass and it's just impenetrable because there's just like you see like snakes you see like ekans heads poking out of it and you hear (laughs) like wildlife sounds like it's fucking rainforest cafe or some shit yeah too dangerous for me i'll stay here in my three houses um okay so she runs over to professor oak and says hey there's a problem and he already knows because he's also watching the news uh his assistant brings it to his attention um tracy if you remember oh i didn't from the previous movie it's tracy (laughs) okay yeah um but yeah crazy sketch it they oh yeah okay right uh, they are going to pack up their things and fly out right away or sail out. I don't remember how they get there. They're going there uh, mm-hmm. to uh, investigate the problem and see if they can help Spencer, their old pal. Um, and also Molly, because they they know about Molly and they're worried about her. Um, so then, I don't know how the timing works out on this, but Ash and his gang are basically there right when uh, Ash's mom and Oak arrive so you can kind of yeah. assume that either happened a few days ago and they took time to get here or travels just super fast. I think it's I think I think Kanto and Jodo are literally right next to each other. Yeah. And I mean, like if we know anything from the previous movie is a fucking Oak can like get a private helicopter oh, without yeah. any effort. Yeah. So like I, I think I feel like being a Pokemon professor is like pretty high. Maybe get like a government grant and like gives you access to all these like perks and you can just charter like travel really easily. Who knows? Is there government in the Pokemon world? It's hard to know. <laughs> Who point, controls at this point? Anything. I am not sure. All I know is that they have cops and they have nurses. We know. And I guess his, that's all you need. In history, there was a war, right? Like there was a there was a war in Pokemon history at some point, right? Um, Sure. I thought that was like a known thing. I I don't remember where I heard it from. There's a bunch of stuff, and I don't know know how much of it may or may not be true. Um, Because I thought like Ash's dad was like gone, (laughs) conscripted in the Pokemon world. Conscripted, but I I, I, he's not in the picture, so you got to assume something happened to him. Uh, Hard to say what, but I I thought he like maybe died in the war or something, and they don't talk about it. But you know, this could be fan theory that isn't real <laughs> it could yeah. be something i read on reddit that has no basis on the actual game uh, uh or, the classic internet trap right yeah i have no idea so uh they all gather up professor oak doesn't want the kids to go messing with this crystal monstrosity he's gonna research don't you go messing yeah uh but ash is having none of it ash is convinced he needs to get in there and solve this problem and help molly so well, there's a reason for that. Yeah, tell me. 
because I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so they so they meet up. So yeah, so Professor Oak in the in in Ash's mom show up and like mom uh, Ash is like mom you're here. It's like it's been a while and they like embrace and Pikachu's there and the the camera crew is just filming all of this just like <laughs> and and now like this kid is hugging his mom. It's like okay like this isn't you Human know interest. newsworthy <laughs> yeah like are you documentarians now why are you why are you live broadcasting this and they uh so that gets broadcasted and molly sees it from her ivory tower in the crystalline palace and she's like oh she looks like mom right i miss mom how could what happen to mom <laughs> how could i do this yeah how, how could i forget this happens <laughs> How could you forget the main conflict of most of the movie? <laughs> so she's just sitting there on her bed watching this this footage on the laptop and telling Ente, like, Papa, I want a mama. And he's like, okay, I'll go kidnap this As woman you for wish. you. Yeah. And so he leaps out of the, the, the palace and goes running down to... So they're like... You know their their temporary HQ is the Pokemon Center, mm-hmm. the the town's Pokemon Center, Which and they're like sense. trying to figure That's stuff what you out would from do. there. Set up for all that free healing and everything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so they're like sitting out on like the fucking patio furniture, just like chit chatting. And then Ente rolls up. He's like, "Hey, I'm here for her. <laughs> I'm gonna we're gonna shoot my hypno eyes yeah. at her. Boo 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 boo." All right, now she's coming with me. The rest and of you guys like, I don't care about. <laughs> yeah, and he just runs off and Pikachu and Ash try to stop her or stop Entei and um, they fail. Yeah. And he bounds back. He can like leap like really high and really far and just like kind of run away. Also kind of keeping in with the game because Entei, the thing with the legendary dogs is that the way you catch them is that they just spawn randomly in tall grass in the world. Oh, wow. Just anywhere? Anywhere. And wow. when you encounter them, you like basically have like a turn to like stop them from retreating. Because if they go and run, because their natural instinct is to run and they'll immediately run. And they'll pretty much always succeed at it. So you need to have a cat you need to have a Pokemon that can like use scary face or something to keep them from running away. Hmm. And then you can fight them and capture them. I know too much about Pokemon. Anyways, um so yeah, so Entei brings Ash's mom back to uh, the mansion. Do we know Ash's mom's name? They say it several times. Delia, Delilah, Dolores. <laughs> hey there, Delilah. What's it like in Crystal City? Oh man, uh, it is. It is something along those lines. Delia, yes. All right, Delia, catch him. So yeah, so they bring Delia back. She's there. She's hypnotized. So now she thinks she's Molly's mom. And so now Ash has a reason to go into the Crystal Wasteland, Nick. Just in case you forget again, that's why she's he's going. He's going in there to rescue his mom. Did I mention I'm a little tired today? <laughs> <laughs> I of course I knew that this like major plot element happened, and I don't know when I thought I was gonna slot that in. <laughs> because of course, yeah. So she is captive. He's not going to listen to Oak. He's going to go in. And just before he's going to go, who should show up? But Brock and Misty. And they say, you're not going alone. Mm-hmm. And they're coming along with. And then who should show then- up again? But Lisa, the new friend. And I was like, ah, oh, here we go. She's joining the group. And she says, well, if you're going, take this. And I won't tell anybody. <laughs> Don't worry about it. And it- <laughs> Take my pocket watch. <laughs> I'm not going to be a character in the rest of this movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> she does have like a couple little moments later, but like it's really I, I expected more. It feels like why would they introduce her if not to have her be a part of this plot? Like wait till whenever she's coming up in the show or whatever, you know? Um, yeah, she does look like kind of like like the female character you could pick, the female playable character for. Oh, so you think Gold it's like a, a stand-in, like a um, yeah, interesting. That's but even then, you're like, <laughs> I see this big epic adventure going on, <laughs> me that I could possibly be in this story, uh, and I'm not gonna go along. That's that's yeah. way too dangerous. <laughs> Just take my pokey gear. So she gives them her pokey gear, which is like a thing you an item you get in gold and silver and it's basically just a cell phone combined with a pocket watch mm-hmm. like it just does has a bunch of different features a you cell can call phone up every- combined with a pocket watch yeah. wow you can tell time on your phone <laughs> holy shit 2001 is amazing <laughs> yeah it's like they have instant teleportation for pokemon yeah. and also the dumbest smartphone yeah wow um the uh but yeah like in the game you can use it to call literally any trainer that you've previously fought and challenge them to a refight oh, that's a rematch cool. that's pretty fun um, because they ran into a problem in red and blue where after you fought every pokemon trainer you had no way to accrue money in the mm-hmm. game outside of fighting the elite four so they kind of like introduced that to like go back and like get more money yeah. or level up Pokemon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they go in to the crystal wasteland. They find a stream that has not been crystallized, which is pretty convenient. They even point out that fact. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is very useful. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're waiting. They're waiting through this stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then get a cut to team rocket in their classic Meowth hot air balloon. They're watching the twerp walk with Misty and Brock and uh <laughs> Meowth is like, hey, they're walking here. <laughs> and and James and Jesse are both like, actually they're waiting. It's like, how could they be waiting if they're walking? It's like, no, they're they're are they in water? Yeah, then they're waiting. And that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is, Dylan. It sure is. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. It's fine it, for a child. It is fine. Uh, but what ends up happening to team rocket is that they are floating in towards the, the, uh, crystal castle at this point. Yeah. The crystal palace while the meth is kept. And they're, they're like, well, if they're going there, there's gotta be some valuable Pokemon in there, which is circuitous logic, but, uh, <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah. Especially since they consider Pikachu a valuable Pokemon. Right? Well, I guess that adds up then if they're there, there must yeah. be valuable Pokemon. At least one that's there um entei shows up on the roof and laser blasts them uh breaks the the balloon and they uh they do their classic rocketing off again or whatever except they don't finish the whole line before they crash into a, another crystalline structure and uh are put in peril above a, a long drop so they're going to be out of the picture for a while while they recover from that we go back to Ash and gang. They are then they get to like this waterfall. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I guess this is part of the original structure, but I guess there is like a man make like stream that then like goes over like a small cliffside. So they're like built like this. It's not, not a dam in the sense that like serves any function. It's just like a like a architecturally like pleasing dam that allows the stream to like mm-hmm. go down. And then they they scale up it by like Ash like lets out his nocturne or knocked owl and knocked owl like 
takes Chikorita and Bulbasaur up and they use Vine Whip and he uses that to like that's fun you repel up I the really wall. like that whole concept of like it's a good scene I have yeah. a problem what are my tool sets my tool sets are Pokemon how do I solve this problem if they did that all the time in Pokemon I would super love it I feel like like between that and like seeing the more more of the structured battles and you know Brock and Misty getting more screen time mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the stuff done in this movie was a reaction to maybe criticisms from the first two or maybe like even internal like critique it's like hey like let's make this more than just like an ash saves the world vehicle yeah it's like it's that's not that interesting show off our world because our world is interesting and worth showing off yeah yeah so i I really like that i thought that was very cool um but they do again the the fucking camera crew (laughs) <laughs> keeps filming them for some goddamn like this is the yeah. only way molly is able to figure out anything that's happening because she's just like she doesn't have a surveillance network she just is fucking watching the nightly news and they're just filming i guess them. if you were of the nightly news and ash ketchum showed up where you are you'd be like shit follow him yeah. do whatever yeah. it takes to keep him on camera and also they could have solved this problem by having her have a surveillance camera system like it it doesn't change the story drastically to have it be from them. It's just mildly more interesting. So I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fine. It's just very funny that like the yeah. only reason they get fucked over yeah, yeah. is because <laughs> the, the fucking news media won't stop filming them. Just like um, America. Yeah. So <laughs> God. The uh so what do they do? What what happens here? Well, they they explore a little bit and at some point determine and i apologize i don't remember exactly how but they at some point realize that they are in an illusion an illusory space um and they're calling it molly's dream world they have found out that um this entirety of like inside the castle is like rolling hills and more water and even sky i think or maybe it's just like crystals shining off the ceiling i don't know Um, no it's like it's straight up like a blue sky yeah okay uh so they they know that this is not real and must therefore be an illusion um and while they're exploring um they uh <laughs> the molly is staying in uh the room upstairs with um ente uh her father as who she believes him to be and um mama ash's mom who she has now decided is her mom and is talking to them and uh they're like well hey do you want us to go kick these people out of your house because they're you know <laughs> they're intruders passing yeah and she's like no actually i think it'd be really cool if i were a pokemon trainer and he says all right hop on my back let's go be pokemon trainers and then she says well but i'm too young <laughs> and out of nowhere she comes up with this idea which kids do that kind of stuff that she is too young to be a pokemon trainer and Entei says if you believe that you are not, then you are not. And her solution is not to believe that being six years old is old enough, but instead to believe that she is older. Right. <laughs> so on Ente's back, she literally like manifests in a, a bubble of light uh, and turns into um, an older version of herself. And while this is happening, so while they were filming Ash like climbing up the side, he also slips and in slipping knocks his mom out of the hypnosis like he Mm. she like stops like 
being under Entei's mind control. Um, but then she realizes that she's no longer under his control and she has to like fake it still. Yeah. She's um, so that's so that's also happening. And then another so much of this so much of like the setup happens here with this fucking camera crew filming this. <laughs> Cause also while this is happening, we get a cut to this completely separate location. Um, which if you've never seen the show, you wouldn't be familiar with. But basically after the first movie um, and maybe after the second one, I forget when this happens. Does, Char- does Charizard show up in the second movie? I don't remember. I cannot recall, but I only know what you're telling me because um, I, I looked up the Wikipedia on this movie after watching it because I didn't understand what was going on. So yeah, so they cut to this other scene. So what happens in the show is that so when Charmander evolves into Charmeleon, then Charizard, he becomes basically like uh, disobedient. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't listen to Ash and that's kind of shown in the first movie where he's like, doesn't really want to fight until he gets like harassed a bit by the, the clone Charizard and the, the other Pokemon. And that kind of comes from the games a little bit too, because Charizard was somebody else's Pokemon, right? And when you trade Pokemon, they level faster. Um, He was someone else's Pokemon. Like I don't saved know him if from it was... the rain or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. He like, he was like a rescue. But the, the idea being somebody else caught him. Ash took him over. He levels faster and then he like outlevels Ash's ability to control him. Is that the idea? Because that's yeah, what that's how it works in the, in the games. games. Yeah, yeah. Like if you have like you need certain you need a certain number of badges to be able to control Pokemon of certain levels. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like in in the show, they determined that he is too disobedient and he has to go to like Manor's School for Charizard. <laughs> so they like drop him off at this like Charizard sanctuary that's like in this volcanic mountain range or something. Well, that's where they would love to be. <laughs> yeah and it's and it's where he's trained it's a pretty t- it's like one of the most touching episodes i think in the original run hmm. because it's like ash like having to willingly like both admit that like he is not in a place yet to be able to train him but also has to like let go of his pokemon temporarily ash admitting he's not up to task on something is very unusual <laughs> <laughs> i could do it i'm the best I'm going to be a Pokemon master 20 years later. Still trying to be a Pokemon master. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, so Charizard is like, just like, do, 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 like walking around the grounds. And he's like, huh? And he like looks inside this house and the footage of Ash just happens to be playing. And he's like, oh, something's wrong with my trainer. Um, but yeah, then cut back to uh, the Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. So... Entei and this new older girl uh, show up in the dreamland and they say, hey, we're going to battle because you guys are Pokemon trainers and so am I. And they're like, who is this? Everyone except for Brock. (laughs) And man, I don't know about you, but in this moment, I was just so filled with worry about whatever Brock was about to say. (laughs) It's like, don't do it, Brock. Don't do it. Um, And he, he does have one questionable line. Uh, it's pretty bad but he gets he gets through at least the introduction uh without stepping overboard he's like "Mm, nope i know who that is you're molly aren't you um and they're like how could that be and they explain everything we've already just explained but uh (laughs) he he doesn't hit on the six-year-old girl turned 15 or whatever and instead uh they realize that ash's mom is uh must be nearby because the entei and molly came down from a certain direction and therefore if they can sneak off and go up there, they might be able to save her. Brock is going to sort of not sacrifice himself because that's not how Pokemon works, but he's going to to play distraction and be the sacrificial fight 
here to hold up Entei and Molly. Um, Even though they don't know that yet, because like they don't know how powerful she is. That just right, kind of becomes yeah. clear through the fight with Brock. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so they run off. I love how they treat this as like some sort of like stealthy mission. It is a giant, like endless field yes. where there is like no cover or anything. Brock's just like, yeah, I'll fight her. And then Ash and Misty run off towards like this staircase. It's like a levitating staircase with yeah. steps not being bound by anything, just spiraling upwards towards the sky. And it's like, I hey, I can plainly see you. Like, I can yeah. see that you're you're leaving. This also, area. they made that plan right in front of her. <laughs> like, right. You guys go hide and, uh, you know, go sneak up there and I'll fight her to keep her busy. Well, she's a dumb child. She's yeah. She wasn't paying attention. She's just like, I am here. Pokemon trainer now. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So they have their fight. Uh, Molly pretty much whips Brock's ass. Trounces um, him. Yeah. He she uh, calls out a teddy. All of her Pokemon are illusionary. So they like just the Pokeballs just form in her hand and she throws a mountain Pokemon are there. Mm-hmm. And she has like a teddy Ursa and she throws out the teddy Ursa. And that's when Brock goes makes sense that a cute trainer would have a cute pokemon yeah and it's like damn it brock brock this is a child you were doing so well you were doing so well (laughs) i was so impressed with you up until that line why did you do this his parole officer in the background just ripping up the like (laughs) completion forms and throwing them up in the air it's like i'm done here like i can't like this man is this man is useless. This man is no one can help this man. Don't flirt with six year olds, no matter how aged up they are. <laughs> yeah, it's, aged it's, up. it's 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 fucked up. Um, but so yeah, so that fight happens. Uh, Ash and Misty run up the staircase. Um, I think Team Rocket also runs up the staircase. Yeah, after them. Um, I think this is the time when they're when Meowth says something. Oh, oh, because James is like, what is going on? Like, why? Why are we in like this giant field? Why is there a sky inside this building? It's like, why are we going up this floating staircase? And Jesse's like, just don't ask questions. <laughs> and Meowth yeah. goes, hey, I have a question. You think yeah. I have a bigger role in the next movie? <laughs> yeah, which they've kind of done that in the last two movies as well, or at least last one movie. They started to like break the fourth wall a little bit. In this one, they just throw it out entirely. <laughs> like they're yeah. just like, we're in a movie. Do you think we will have a bigger role in the next movie? And then later they are also talking about like, well, <laughs> if we don't act well in this movie, if we don't help uh Ash survive this movie, there won't be another movie and we'll be out right. of jobs. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're like, just we won't, fully we won't aware. be the antagonist to anyone. We'll just be they're not gonna make a Team Rocket movie because right. we're pieces of shit. That's now i want a team rocket movie <laughs> Team rocket movie wouldn't be too bad yeah um does anything really happen between this fight and the next fight um no i mean he gets his butt kicked and then we move on to the next person who needs to square off with molly and ente right which is which is misty so they climb the staircase and they end up in this like placid beach um and they're just kind of like okay where do we go from here and i think there's another staircase i think um yeah. it just didn't show it in the shot and then uh molly shows up again she like teleports in and we do get a, a, a in, in between these we do get a cut back to the bedroom um and little kid molly is still sleeping yes. on ash's mom's lap so which i was confused by yeah. because i was like is she like astrally projecting like herself like is that what's going on here like does she need to be unconscious for this to happen 
kind of confused. Yeah, it was it was hard to know if that is the rule or not because I don't know if it ever breaks that rule at any point. Like when she does eventually wake up. Yeah, like so. they never show like the illusion version of herself after she wakes up. So maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> another question that kind of cropped up around this time because like Molly and Ash's mom have been like sitting in this like crystal bedroom like high atop the spire Mm -hmm. most of this movie and molly's like we're gonna live here forever hooray and i'm like how are they gonna take a shit (laughs) how are they gonna eat to be so (laughs) (laughs) it's just like the bow your bow is just immediately empty (laughs) (laughs) it's only vanish me poopums yeah I need to take a shower. I will illusion you clean. No, I fucking stink. All right. God damn it, Ente. (laughs) No amount of psycho power will (laughs) remove this stink. Um, Yeah, just, you know, mechanics of the world. Things things start. Things start. Questions start popping up. I think we could really dig into that and be talking for hours if we wanted to break down why Pokemon doesn't quite work. Welcome to my new podcast shitting in the pokemon universe <laughs> yeah, okay all right <laughs> um but yeah so they have the second battle um the molly shows up again she kind of just teleports in as her illusion self i kind of like the effects they do because like even like the imaginary selves kind of like form up from yeah. the ground up as like crystal and then like phase in like realistic blood and or, uh, realistic skin and whatever realistic blood <laughs> now this fake crystal blood yeah they they sell you offhand you know right um i like the spencers but uh they uh molly's like i'm gonna i'm gonna fight you now misty and misty's like all right but be warned like i used to be a gym trainer and she's like oh but you're like you're a kid young yeah yeah and misty's like yeah that's it's you know that's how it works in this world ash is like 10 <laughs> have you like, not noticed <laughs> yeah and she's like oh okay i must be fine to be a kid then and then she like snaps her fingers and turns back into her younger self yeah um and so they they're about to fight and so uh pikachu and ash run towards the next staircase and they're like well let's make it a water fight and then they raise the sea levels as like uh climate change metaphor and then like <laughs> just flood flood the entire world um and everyone freaks out because they're all about to be drowned and then they can realize because it's an illusion yep. they can all breathe underwater and also talk underwater and hear each other fine and it's fine um pretty useful pretty fun if i had a room yeah. i could flood with illusory water i'd, I'd keep one on hand yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. freak your friends out <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, oh, no. check this out. oh my god <laughs> and you, yeah by like the eighth time you're like you can't like get into like acting in it right, like, like, oh, I, I don't even drowning. Yeah. but i still Someone keep doing help it us. this cost yeah. me ten thousand dollars so i gotta keep on buying it keep on cycling yeah. it through yeah keep running the prank maybe someday no, i'll like, feel fulfilled you're re you're reusing the water like it drains out oh, and it just goes into like a like a basin but it like doesn't get filtered or anything oh, no. so it's just like it's murkier and murkier disgusting um yeah but anyways so ash runs up the staircase uh i think uh team rocket follows him again 
they he he gets up i think this is like the bedroom right he like gets up yeah. to the bedroom yep um so he gets up to the bedroom he finds his mom there uh molly wakes up i i assume after kicking misty's ass <laughs> and they uh they kind of have a heart to heart with molly right like is it a heart to heart i mean ash's mom tries to like hey i'm not your real mom i'm ash's mom and don't you remember when we played together but she like throws a tantrum because she's, right well yeah, yeah i'm saying he she they attempt to, yeah yeah like, they attempt okay. to be like hey like you know you gotta you know this is all fun molly but like it's time to go home now kind yeah. of thing it's it's much more touching than that it's very much like hey like like come back with us to like reality because mm-hmm. she is she's pretty disconnected at this point. right which fair you're six years old and your second parent has just died <laughs> like <laughs> seemingly seemingly like right going insane in an empty void yeah death close enough to death he's never coming back the same <laughs> yeah um, um but yeah go ahead yeah so they they have this moment and she is not having it she freaks out stamps her feet crystal spikes shoot up out of the floor and like fill the room knock ash's mom down he runs to check on her they're like we got to get out of here this is bad uh so they're gonna try to to escape and that's when Ente shows up and is like, you're not taking her. You're not doing anything. I don't fucking want <laughs> oh, you to no, do. Oh, no, dad's here. Yeah. yeah. Get the belt off. Yeah. So Ente uh, pretty much just goes nuts on them, though. Like, it's it's a it's an all-out fight at this point with Ente. He's fought already in the previous scenes. but Or no, I guess he never did fight in those scenes. He just kind of stood no, by. No, he just kind of stood back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he is he is uh bringing all he's got. He like leaps around and causes like ice or crystal spikes to shoot out of the walls when where he lands and that kind of thing. And uh so he's like controlling the environment and attacking them at the same time with psychic beams, I don't know, laser beams something. Yeah. Um, some sort of piper beam. And I don't remember if there are other beats in this fight, but the important and critical one is as they're like really getting torn apart by Ente, that's when Charizard bursts into the scene and yeah. uh, comes to a thrilling rescue. And he like, you know, he like pushes Ente off of Ash, I think. And oh, Ash is falling. Oh, Ash catches him. Okay. Out the side right. of the yeah. building. Okay. There you and go. Before he like falls to his death, Charizard swoops in. Um, one interesting beat to this that i do want to point out is the part where they then go from trying to convince molly to kind of like come back to reality to arguing with ente that ente isn't real like because ente you know has kind of been the person like yeah for most of the most of the movie forwarding like the conflict Mm -hmm. and now they're trying to like stop him like use their words to stop him he's like you want to see how real i am i'll show you and then that's when he starts like firing off his his energy beams his mouth beams yeah uh at everyone but this is the moment also when molly starts to have that like facade starts to crack because yeah. she sees charizard save ash and uh she's like well why you know where'd this come from what's happening here and he's like he saved me because he's my friend all of my pokemon are my friends they're like my family and she's like oh family it's you mean family's not an illusory <laughs> legendary dog that you command to do yeah. whatever you want. It's something that cares about you and wants to keep you safe. And like, um, so she starts to have this like realization, but Ente is on a war path. Ente and Charizard continue to do battle. And it's a big epic final fight kind of con conflict. 
um, which rounds up with eventually Molly running in. I think, I think this is where I was getting confused. Ente has Charizard and is like about to like fully blast it to death. Like he's, yes, he's like, like the laser's charged. He's looming over him and he's like, I'm, he, he has his foot on his neck. Yeah. Like Charizard has like landed back into the bedroom and Ente comes in, slams a foot on its neck to hold him still. And is about to like, completely like mercilessly kill this pokemon it's pretty dark yeah and then molly's like no no more fighting she runs in and uh she she stops and she's like it's got to be done we can't <laughs> this is going too far <laughs> yeah don't kill someone in my bedroom please um, <laughs> i won't be able to sleep yeah, here anymore it'll be real bad um and ente has to of course do what she wishes and uh explains that you know he's he's created to be her father um because that's what she wanted. And that's because what she wanted, what she needs, and he'll do what she needs. Um, and if what she needs is to stop this, then he'll take her out of here. Um, so he goes to do so. Uh, and that's when, is there a reason that the, uh, the, the unknowns start freaking out? Uh, there's, there's like, uh, a cascading effect where like they, they, Molly has been like controlling them for so long and using like psychically changing everything mm. that they now are like unstable. It's like a chain reaction kind okay. of thing. It's like they can't, they can't stop it now. Like Molly can't like shut the power yeah. off. So they are, they've now created like a barrier around everyone and have trapped them inside here. And Ente says, you know, if, if this is what I have to do to protect you, it's been my honor to be your father. I'm going to keep being your father. I'm going to keep you safe. And he's going to get her out of there as long as, she believes he can do it. He'll be strong enough yeah. if she believes. And so she believes and Charizard gets up and he starts breathing fire on and Entei's blasting with lasers. And I think there are other Pokemon helping as well. Pikachu, yeah. I think. Yeah. And uh, why don't you take it from here? Yeah. So they like, they, they're able to like cut a hole into the force field that the unknown have created. They're like swirling around, um, this like just energy ball in the middle. And they're all like, just, just dancing around it. And like, you know this the synchronizing rhythm at some point meowth has called it it's like alphabet soup without the soup and and uh they so they they tear a hole in it that allows ente to charge in ente charges in and goes into the middle where the where the ball of energy is and i think he either like shoots it or rams it or mm-hmm. something he de- he destabilizes it in some way and in doing so it like causes all the energy to dissipate and the unknown kind of like lose their balance and kind of like swirl up and like create another vortex again and they like go back into it and go back to the ruins and that causes ente to to fade out of existence because the the unknown power is is no longer there and he's like bye molly bye 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 <laughs> he's like i wonder if this will hurt oh! but then he's like oh just kidding <laughs> gotcha um but yeah he ceases to exist and uh and things go back to normal the town is green again as in its name greenfield yeah. and the house is normal um and I kind of got the sense that the movie was like, oh, we got to wrap this up because at that point credits start like appearing on the screen and like outro music starts playing and then it cuts to like back in the, the ruins 
and we see the portal like well the portal is closed but uh the dad is like laying there on the floor again and we don't well, it does spit him out. Okay, it's like I a little remember. fart. Yeah. It's like, we, but we don't get as like a scene though of him like like properly returning home. Instead, it's more like little flashes of scenes where he the car pulls yeah. up, he gets out, she runs to him. We kind of pan away, like yeah. almost like, hey, like I know you're losing interest. The fight's over. <laughs> like, there's no more big Pokemon explosions. We just want to let you know this happens. <laughs> like, um, I also thought it was kind of, you know, I, I, I like the artistry yeah. of that of just like silent resolution. Right. Um, they do, they do before that happens, they do run out onto the balcony, like everyone that was trapped to the palace. And there's the scene, they run out and they look down on the grounds, you know, there's a giant like road that leaves up to the mansion and all these cars start coming up in it. And like, uh, Professor Oak like pokes his head out of one of them. He's like, "You did it! You did it! You saved the day! You, f- you fixed everything!" Right. And then it cuts back to all the characters on the balcony, and they're all like waving and shouting, but they're all shouting at the same time. But it's not like indistinct. Like eh. right. they're all like literally saying distinct lines <laughs> all at the same time. So it's like Ashley and is like, "Hey, we fixed it! We did it! Started today! We know it! It was great! It was a fun time!" It was a fun time. <laughs> We almost died multiple times. It was super fun. Yeah. Whatever. They're used to it by now. Yeah, exactly. It's ashes every day. You know, there was that first time that they forgot. And then there's that second time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. And then and then up in a higher tower is Team Rocket. Yeah. You know, looking out and they're like, oh, we got to go. And then like 20 cop cars come up and swarm the building. And they're like, oh, shit. Who are the good guys here? <laughs> it's yeah. Uh, but they plan on on returning again and having future adventures. They know it's up. But that's when the credits start rolling. And then we see uh, Molly's dad come back and they embrace. And then it shows... Uh, it shows Charizard flying around and kind of waving his goodbyes mm. to everyone outside the Pokemon Center. And he flies back to the sanctuary. And then it shows like Professor Oak back at Pallet Town sleeping on the futon mm. in the lab that he like rolls out of. And then we get this really weird scene where it cuts back to like the the like courtyard, the grounds back at the palace and molly is there like in a gazebo they have this like gazebo that's like in like this man-made pawn that they have and she now has a teddy ursa like a real teddy ursa not one of these fake Mm -hmm. you know aftermarket teddy Mm -hmm. ursas you get and uh they're like playing together and then it like pans out to uh like this greenhouse that uh her dad is like standing in the doorway of and then this woman comes out with him and Molly looks up and like her eyes like shimmer. She's like, oh, and then like runs to them. And it was like, okay, so where was she? That's obviously her mom. <laughs> yeah. But ha- she came back. Where was yeah. she? Like you made it seem like she died this whole movie. Did she also get, was she also a researcher and she got trapped by the unknown? So unclear. Like it, it seems implied, right? It seems like that is the case because he started getting super into the unknown when oh never mind i'm not going to answer that answer kind of thing yeah when something so, yeah happens. so it seems like he was trying to save her the whole time so did they spend the whole movie just like spinning in an endless void together and they're like well at least we have each other <laughs> yeah but she's like comatose because she's, <laughs> she's been there, been for, there years. for years <laughs> <laughs> just drooling just looking off in the space barely surviving yeah i uh yeah i don't know i part of me 
in a in a in a in a modern world where movies feel the need to explain everything, I like that Ambiguity. amount of, of vagueness. Yeah. So the part of me respects the the artistry of that, but it seems real weird to set it up. It set it up is so vague. Yeah, knowing that there'll never be a payoff for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a. I guess I, we have to assume that that's what happened, though, is that she was in that void. Yeah. I mean, it's the only thing that I mean, makes there's sense. There's no other explanation. There's no other explanation at work that makes sense within the context of the yeah. story that they told. Yeah. But, uh, you know, one of the better movies, in well, one of the better Mon movies, for sure. Sure, um, yeah. It, it had, like we said at the beginning, a clear antagonist, a situation that needed to be resolved even. Not even so much the antagonist, but just like, this crystal stuff is taking over and my mom is missing. I got to solve those two problems. And knowing that is going to inform the rest of the scenes gives you something to like build on. I, I, I have like <laughs> when I was watching it, I've been doing a lot of D and D prep lately and I was instantly like, Oh, this could be kind of a cool setup for a D and D adventure. <laughs> um, but it also feels kind of video gamey. Like that could work as well. Like just, you have a problem yeah. you have to go in and explore. And I kind of wanted like by thinking those thoughts, more to happen in this crystal quote unquote crystal wasteland like exploring that to have more challenges and encounters and situations than and i guess this is just the pokemon format that makes it hard but you know they did the one cool thing scaling the uh the waterfall and then once they were in it was like now we're just gonna have a fight now we're just gonna have a fight now we're just well, gonna they, have they, a- they did have to break into the building yeah so they like form that whole like the greenhouse like was was referenced at this point earlier in the movie where it became where it was like a crystal greenhouse mm-hmm. and they had like Cyndaquil and Vulpix like flamethrower a, a hole in it but then it sealed up real quick yeah. once they finished it so they had to blow a hole in it and then they got their water pokemon to like use like hydro pump or whatever to like shoot a gout of water and then they all got into the water stream and rode yeah. it into very clever i guess what i mean is more like unique challenges within the crystal though like like you almost expected like it to have its own like um, ecosystem, right? Like cr- crystal sure. creatures yeah. and things like that. And and I'm not saying this needed to be in there to make the movie better. That's too much to animate, Nick. Come I guess on. so. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if it felt a little more alive, more vibrant, I think that would have been really cool. And it's definitely something I'm going to do in a D&D game now as a result of watching this movie. <laughs> um, so that's fun. Uh, I I was trying to think of rating and I think like placing it in with i've moved my rating system to being just rating against other movies in this podcast because i need a little more granularity in the scale i need to be able to not just be like everything's a three and i hate it all (laughs) (laughs) like so i think this is like an eight on the video game movie scale it was inoffensive it had some fun moments and i knew what was going on the whole time which is massive (laughs) it's the highest compliment you could pay a video game animated movie for sure yeah yeah um i i mean i really i mean obviously i have i have uh pigeonholed myself as the the pokemon defender Mm -hmm. of of this podcast now i really enjoy this one like i said this is the last one i saw as a kid this is like the last one that has a nostalgic value for me so after this point i guess we'll we'll see how the other ones yeah stack up um but yeah i would say i would give this uh four out of five pokeballs all right that's what I'll say. Eight out of ten. Yeah, same same rating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I think uh, I thought I thought your your comparison scale was gonna be like stating its immediate neighbors of like Oh, that's interesting. All right, what's 
it's definitely better than this movie and it's definitely worse than this movie oh that that might be a fun one to think about next time i didn't put any thought into that this one so i don't want to suddenly say on the spot but yeah no that that's interesting too well it's gonna be convenient when rating next time's movie nick because you know what we're watching next is it is it a Pokemon? I thought it was a new movie. That's <laughs> uh, a new movie. Okay. It's not a Pokemon. <laughs> Why is that convenient then? Because it's our uh, fifth Mortal Kombat movie. Okay. <laughs> How does that relate to this Pokemon movie? What am I missing? No, no I'm saying like you can compare it to the other Mortal Kombat movies. <laughs> Keep up, Nick. Jesus Christ. God, so take confused. a nap. I need one. <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, yeah. Okay. That'll be great, Dylan. I'll think about it in relation to those other Mortal Kombat great. movies when we watch it. All right. Great. Yeah. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>